Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. And it is the dreaded two-week wait almost over. Yeah. I mean, it's it's technically the 10-day wait. I don't like technicalities. I love technicalities. I was going to say. I don't like them. I love them. They let me finish <laughs> oh. my sentence. Okay. All right. Um. So, yeah. How are we doing? How are you feeling? I've been really tired. Ditto. Could be COVID, though. But, like, I know that in and of itself doesn't induce anything. Yeah. Especially because progesterone can also make you tired. Yeah. I mean, you ha- I, say, I think you have been, like, uh, you know. Hmm. 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 Ways to phrase this. Hmm. This is a great game called oh, Ways boy. to Phrase This. <laughs> 
You think I've been hormonal? I that's not that's the way I can't phrase it. I that's know, a but rude I know way that's to phrase what, it. But that's what you want to say. Honey, that you can't say that. Don't say that. People are listening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You've been riding some waves. Yeah. Ups and downs. But like again, Hard ups, hard downs. That could be the progesterone. Could be. Could yeah. also be underlying anxiety about the two week wait. Yeah. Ten day wait. Yeah. <laughs> technicality. Um, technicality. Uh. So yeah, and you know, I feel like the worst thing you can do in the ten day wait is symptom spot. Sure. Yeah. No. You know what was weird? Let's hear it. That what was weird. that woman from CFP who we did the consent Zoom thing with? Yes. Uh, Miss Zoom. Miss Zoom, Miss Consent. We had to sign all these consents because ours had expired and we had to do it over Zoom. Anyway, she called me because I guess they're still missing one even though I left them for my nurse. And I was like, well, yeah, I left them there when I was in for my transfer on Friday. And she was like, do you feel pregnant? (laughs) What a nurse. And I was like, what an inappropriate question. (laughs) Do you feel pregnant? Because if you don't, I need you to get that form over yeah. here immediately. I was like, huh, well, you know, I don't like to symptom spot. And she's like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, what a, what a I bet some people love question. to symptom spot, you know? I bet yeah. that's like a whole thing unto itself, honey. Yeah, I mean, that's the that is the only thing with the tiredness. I do feel especially tired, and that I feel like was my first real symptom last time. But... It's all like I said. It's also like there's so many other reasons why yeah, I could be tired. Yeah, I mean, tired. plus like you, you know, you're working a lot. This is a busy yeah. time for you. I was just looking. I thought I saw a stoat. <laughs> there's <laughs> Henry has this book, and there's a stoat in it. Which those of you who don't know, stoat seems is, to be either a rodent or a mammal. It's small. It's an ermine. There you go. Anyway, every time we get to the stoat, he points to the, like, outside his room, which is usually what he does when he's, like, indicating that, like, we have one of those things or he's seen one of those things. Yes. Birds, for instance. Yeah. He'll point out there. Helicopters. Yeah. But he always points when when we get to the stoat. (laughs) Yeah. So, we don't, we think (laughs) there's a mythical stoat somewhere. Um, He also pointed out for a, a hippo today so we think there's a, <laughs> a hippo and a stout roaming the, the greater los angeles area <laughs> that henry only henry sees uh, they're probably really good friends of his <laughs> and uh yeah poor guy so that's why i said dory asked what i was looking at i'm mean, actually just staring up at the power lines and then i said stout but it's not a stout yeah anyway anyway so yeah so that's i don't know I don't know. I'm feeling, I'm not feeling super pessimistic, but I'm not feeling super optimistic. So you're feeling. I'm kind of nothing. Just level. Yeah. I more just want to know. Well, you know what I mean? that's always the thing, right? I know. And that's why uh, often people will pee on a stick. I know. and I, Which I, is Dory's uh, big conundrum. I did contemplate it, but I've kind of run out the clock. Uh, what do you mean? I mean, in that I don't have like I'd have to go out tonight and get a pregnancy test, and I don't really feel like doing that. <laughs> like I don't have any at home. I gotta move your car. Do you need me to go get one? I won't. Okay. I'm not gonna go get one. 
Um, Unless you actually like, please, I would say, okay, fine. The only thing that is like bugging me is that I'm going to be recording my audiobook tomorrow <laughs> from 10 to 5. It is wildly scheduled your audiobook recording. Yeah. Meaning, just meaning like within the realm of like things going on in your life. Yeah. Now record this. Yeah. There was summary never, of your life. There was never going to be like a great time to do it, but but this week is like especially crazy. But it, I'm going to be there from ten to five with like a few breaks, but like guaranteed they are going to call while I'm recording. Yeah. And then then I'm probably going to call back and like she's going to be gone for the day or something. Yeah. You know. And I'm going to be like, uh, am, am I pregnant? What's happening? Yeah. I thought I was saying to Dory she should do like an aside on the book audio book where she whatever whatever chapter she's reading she'll be like author's audio book footnote <laughs> while I was reading this chapter I got a call yeah um, but she won't <laughs> whatever it's a good idea it's a great idea thank you I think it'll sell literally one or two new audiobooks people <laughs> you want to uh, hear a little little bts of audiobook yeah let's bts a, it everybody i had a call with the uh, korean boy band bts yes i had a call with the director of the audiobook on friday and she told me to i, can, I can't wear any jewelry right yeah of course that would make and i noise. have to wear like clothes that don't make noise that's it that's what you're wearing what you're wearing you think, think. yeah I'm wearing a jumpsuit right now. It's just like, you know, it's cotton. Yeah. You're like draped in comfort. Yeah. Like nothing that rustles essentially. Yeah. So like if you showed up in. in Pleather pants. Pleather pants with a corduroy blazer that also had rhinestones on the shirt. And sequins. Probably a problem. Yeah. 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 Exactly. (laughs) And a cape. Noted. (laughs) A vinyl cape. Yes. (laughs) A vinyl cape or a cape made of tissue paper. Oh, even yeah. better. Yeah. <laughs> or nice. no, one of those um what one, of those, lo- one of those blankets that they give people after the marathon. Sure, yeah, space blanket. Yeah, space blanket. <laughs> hey, what are the loudest clothes you can think of? <laughs> Tell us in the comments. I want you to comment down below if you think that a space blanket <laughs> is louder than tissue paper. Which cape would be the loudest? Tell us in the comments and ring the bell. Um I mean this isn't our YouTube channel. I know. Someday it should be. It won't be. Oh god. I well, think look, I'll you know what will fallback plan is you know what would be you know what would be like our YouTube channel. What's that? The live Zoom bonus podcast that we're recording on June fourteenth. Not the tenth, huh? N- no, the fourteenth. I said, you know, I was with I was with I was at the at the golf store with my friend today, and something someone said something about June tenth, and I was like, I feel like that's a day I'm doing something, but I don't know what. No, is that it? No, I think it's like the eighth. Wait, hang on. <laughs> Dory's pointing at a pitch, a pitch a show. So, huh? Is that the tenth? Let's you, find out. No. I'm I'm so can bad you, at keeping a schedule. Keep pausing. Yes. You know, I think what we've just discovered is I should just have a calendar that I use. What do you think about that? What? What are your thoughts no. on calendars and whether or not Matt should use them? I've never heard of such a thing. I. Can't possibly be bothered. You're so annoying. If I had an assistant, that's what they would do. Yeah. They would be calendar people. You know, it's like a lot of people I know who have ADHD, they they have designed like systems 
for their lives. <laughs> sure. To like make, not just like make their lives more organized, but to also like not inconvenience the people around them. My system is vague mem- memories, vague, vague, very vague memories of things. Mm-hmm. And then and then a, a search in my email. Mm-hmm. And then if nothing comes up, I'm off the hook. <laughs> I go, hmm, I, th- I feel like it's June 12th. Let's see. What do I have for June 12th? And then I'll just type June 12th into the thing and then maybe something comes up. That is the worst system I've ever heard. I think there are worse systems. But it might mine might rank towards the bottom. <laughs> but how else how else would you have a hundred and nine thousand unread emails if you weren't me? I don't know. <sighs> you know, I know someone who will go through your inbox and delete all your shit for you. Is it just sort by unread, highlight everything, and hit the delete key. But no, she like saves stuff that could be important. That could be important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but where does she save it? Does it stay unread, I mean, or does I, it go? I to don't a know. Folder? I haven't. You, I look, haven't, you say you know this person. I I'm know. For I've details. seen her. I've seen her describe her services, but I haven't actually used them myself. I mean, I don't look. I don't hate that. You want me to get in touch with her? I don't know. Does it bother me? No, it doesn't bother me. Hmm. <laughs> I she, really could she do that for her text messages? I really wish you because that would be like I really wish thing. you would keep a calendar. I, it's a, very uh, frustrating. My to me. number one problem with this calendar keeping is people send Google uh, invites, and I do have a Gmail account, but I don't use the Gmail account. But you you just could use the calendar. Yes, but like when you add when you invite. So like if you get if I someone sends it to my uh Apple email address, my dot Mac yeah. or dot me, whatever the hell you want to use. If someone sends it to that and it's a Google Calendar invite, if I accept it through my Google Calendar, mm-hmm. it doesn't, doesn't it show tell up me that account? I'm invited. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because I wasn't invited. Mac, dot Mac wasn't oh, invited, I see what but you're dot saying. Gmail was. I see what you're saying. Or vice versa. Right. So it never clicks in and it annoys the shit out of me hmm. people do some people do send iCal and gmail invites which i appreciate um would you like me to send gmail G- google calendar invites to your gmail you'd never get that's them. the thing i'd never see them yeah. this is the conundrum the great conundrum of of 2021 there must be some calendar out there that <laughs> combines everything there's got to be a better way there must be a better. i'm way. sure you can someone like subscribe has, to your G- google calendar has, in iCal. like bet you could do that yeah, someone has figured this out you can't be the only person with this problem no i can't or wait can you know what we mm. never updated everyone on your apple id oh i got it back everybody a year later <laughs> yeah just about i i i finally got to change my email address without ever having to get that credit card number after answering every question about myself and being a former employee they finally (laughs) and i and you know much like dory just said about the systems my system was vaguely remembering that i had to do that because Dory said something, and then I went, "Wait a second. And then I just walked out of the yeah. <laughs> of her office, went in here, da, 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 went back in. And I was like, "I did it. I got my Apple ID back. 
And I was like, I just remembered that I had until tomorrow to reset it or else <laughs> it wasn't going to work. So have you gotten all your stuff back? Uh, I mean, I've gotten, a- I've had access to everything. Good. But now the problem is like, I've, I've just started a new life on this phone. Right. With the, with, with the, a different Apple ID. And you can't combine Apple IDs. You cannot combine Apple IDs, which is a very strange thing. Because we live in a world now where people have had these Apple IDs for, for, for long periods of time. Then they sell these family plans. So, like, maybe, you know, you got an Apple ID in uh, high school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You live your life. Then you uh, meet a, a special someone. They also had an Apple ID. Maybe you want to combine to a family plan or something like that and just slide everything together. You can't. You can't? You cannot. Oh, Interesting. I mean, you can add a family plan, but then it doesn't it doesn't roll. It's very, huh. it's the most annoying thing. Wow. Anyway, well, so pre-order Dory's book and get access to a live thing like this. Yep, you'll be able to see us and ask us questions. It'll be more interesting, I promise. <laughs> People will be asking us questions live. Oh, I love a live question ask. I think it'll be fun. Sure. I mean, anything could happen. Tune in. Tune in. So all you have to do is pre-order my book from any retailer in any format. And then you go to dory-shafrier.com and you'll see there's like a million places to click to register for this Did event. anybody take me up? Do I owe, I owe five books? I ordered them for you. Oh, honey. I took care of it. Amazing. Yeah. What a winner. I know. I am. Yeah. At making you do another thing. Yeah. I wish you had just told me. I was, you know what? But I then was, I would have been like, how, wait, how do I do I that? I know. And it was just like too annoying. Like even just thinking about the having logistics to talk of that. to you yes. about it. I was like, I'm too annoyed by this already. I'm just going to do it. I was, who was I talking to today or yesterday? I was ta- and So I was talking about not going on social media and how I don't, I mean, I have this like Twitter following that I have largely ignored for the last three years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, I love it. It's great. Twitter's great. You know, I've gotten back into it. You know, it was terrible for a while, but it's getting a little better. I'm like, is it though? I don't really. And he's like, he's like, well, you know, aliens are real, right? And I'm like, what? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was like, if I don't, if it, if it doesn't make the front page of Reddit, and I don't happen to go on to Reddit that day, I don't know what's happening in the world. It's a very strange way to live. Mm-hmm. I'm like off the grid, but on it. Mm-hmm. You're on a you're on a very specific grid. I am. What is that? The Reddit grid. Well, that's not even the grid I'm on because I don't even post or I don't really do anything with but it. That's where you get your news from. Yeah, which is but crazy. that seems to be like a it seems to be a decent swath of information that flows through there. Fair, but I'm just saying like I'm like mm. and it's also like you can't like government releases UFO footage. You see that on a Reddit post, you think. Eh. Like it could be anybody writing that, and could not. It could be a thing or not a thing, mm. and I just breeze by. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. So, um, I but still, everything else is fine, right? The world's going good. Yep, everything's great. Thank you, honey. I still would like you to post about our podcast, our bonus pod, on your Instagram. Yes, I really do need you to do that. Yes, got to fire up that Instagram again. Yep. I was like, I don't even have Twitter on the phone. I don't either. I took it off. I took Twitter and Facebook off my phone, which, you know what? I have to say has been good for me. How so? Well, 
I was on Facebook a lot. You were on. You I would describe saw. it as always. Yeah. And I was like, this is not, this is not doing anything for me. <laughs> so I took it off my phone. I now only look at it on my computer and I'm not at my computer all the time. So I'm not, I'm just not looking at it as Great. much. Great. Yeah, sure. Which is nice. I'm playing more games on my phone. But, you know, they, they Look, keep the mind they, sharp. If they separate your brain from your other part of your brain. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, and, what I've, you know what I've gotten back into? Sudoku. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Shot in the dark, but that's the answer. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> good, good guess. Thank you. Um, I'm also very into the New York Times spelling bee. Yes, you're always playing that. Yeah, and I have a text chain about it every day. She's a genius, everybody. She's got to do a genius. She's a genius level. You know, my goal every day used to be amazing, which is the the level below genius. Yeah. And now my goal is genius. I mean. But you know, I've never gotten queen bee. Queen bee is when you get every possible word. Oh, like um, like uh, Richard Iowati's character on Countdown. Never saw that. In, uh, in the IT crowd. Oh, sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> now I'm just trying, I was like, countdown, what? Uh, okay. All right. Listen. Um, Create Dory's book. Go to doryshafreer.com. No, dory-shafreer.com. Jesus, I'm not even good at this. Go to dory-shafreer. Shafreer? Shafreer? Dot net. Dot golf. Dot golf. Um, yeah, please do that. It, it, it just, it helps so much to have people pre-order the book. It, it, it's really so, so, so helpful. And I just really am grateful for the pre-orders. Um, oh, here's another bit of news that I think will be of interest to our audience. Yeah. It is going to be released simultaneously in the UK. Oh, that's good. That was so, not the case last time, correct. if I remember correctly. So you will be able to get it in the UK. You can already pre-order it on Amazon.co.uk. Yes. It doesn't seem to yet be on like Waterstone's website. But, Love a Waterstone. But it is on Amazon.co.uk. Um, and you should get it, you know, the day it's released. And you can you can also pre-order it um, on audiobook and on Kindle in the UK. Um now, here's a funny thing. Yeah. It's also going to be released simultaneously in Australia. However, uh-huh. because of the... 24-hour difference in time? Well, no. They were like, shipping is really slow right now. Yes. So we don't think the books will get there till September. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I think if you're in Australia, it's probably a better bet to pre-order the ebook if you like want to get it when it's released wow. otherwise you might not get it till september um but it should be available to pre-order i know that some people were having some issues with that anyway okay so that is that please email us at dory and matt at gmail or matt and dory at gmail you can also email us a voice memo and you can call or text us at 413-461-BABY all right and we're gonna take a little break be right back be right back Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hi, we're back. Hello. It's time to hear about what's what's going on in your neck of the woods. Well, our first email is from Katie. Hi, Katie. Katie says, I've been meaning to write in for a while to share the story of my mosaic embryo. But it seems even more timely now that you guys are moving forward with your remaining embryos. After multiple miscarriages and a diagnosis of unexplained infertility, my husband and I did two rounds of egg retrievals with PGS testing. We ended up with one PGS normal embryo and two mosaics. I'm very lucky that the one normal embryo is now our awesome two and a half year old daughter. About a year after she was born, we decided to transfer one of the mosaics. It was a low level mosaic with a partial trisomy of chromosome number two which means a partial um, addition, mm-hmm. extra chromosome too. Yep. We spoke to a genetic counselor a couple of times, which was really helpful. We got a lot of info about the risks and odds of a healthy birth based on the level and chromosome affected. In our case, we were given 50% odds. Well, my little mosaic embryo is now a seven-month-old healthy baby boy. 
I wanted to share my story because when we were deciding to transfer the embryo, most of the success stories I found were magazine articles, studies, etc. Didn't seem like there were a lot of people actually doing this. So hopefully this gives a little hope to anyone out there thinking about transferring a mosaic embryo. I would also add that the genetic counselors I spoke with recommended an amnio for a mosaic embryo pregnancy. I think this is because the PGS testing and NIPT test both test placenta cells and an amnio is the only way to test cells from the actual fetus. Mm. I did end up getting an amnio, which went fine and was not as tough for me as I was expecting. I guess I'm just used to needles. Anyways, the results all came back healthy. So the issues with chromosome two either self-corrected or were never there in the first place. Sending you guys good luck for your transfer. And thank you so much for your podcast. It was a huge source of information and support for me while going through infertility and IVF. That is from Katie with two, and they are two adults, one toddler and one baby in 1,080 square feet in Brooklyn. And she attached a pic of her healthy, happy little guy. I love his plaid shorts. I know he's in a little preppy little outfit with polo shirt and plaid <laughs> shorts. He's so cute. I also like your rug. Um, all right. We'll take it. We'll take the baby and the rug. Thank you. <laughs> okay. This is from Anonymous. Dear Matt and Dory, I'm a longtime listener. Oh, wait. Before I get to that, do you have any thoughts on this, uh, on this email, this Mosaic Embryo email? I mean, it's fascinating in the sense of like, it seemed like two years ago, no one was transferring mosaics, you know? We have friends it, who it transferred. Was like, just go, just do another round and try yeah. to get a normal, try to get a normal, yeah. try to get a normal. Yeah. We have friends who transferred a normal and a mosaic in the same transfer and they stuck and they now have twins. I would be so annoyed. Like, what is this? What are you testing? You don't even know what you're testing for. Science? <laughs> it is. Pre- you're right. It is pretty wild. Well, I mean, even like thinking, you know, you're showing Dr. Beck like new information. Yeah. So. Times is weird. Mm-hmm. Yep. But. uh I'm 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 happy that to find to see more people that it worked for. Yeah, me too. And I'll continue to be happy whether or not it makes us it, it works for them. I'll be happy for them, not happy in, personally. Sure. <sighs> or maybe I'll take a nice long nap. You used to never nap. I'm big into naps now. Now you're into naps. What do you think changed? Henry. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say getting up at four thirty in the morning every morning to go golf, but yes, oh, that, too. that too. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, anybody golf that listens to this podcast? Hello, yeah, my brother. Oh yeah, he doesn't really listen to the podcast though. He doesn't. I, I don't did. think so. I think he's got other things to do. Oh, all right. He probably catches the first twenty and then bounces. Mm, interesting, interesting theory. If anybody out there works for uh, Cobra. I want to, you to know that your King Forge Tech One irons, um, which I loved for the day that they worked, were great. And then uh, in the same day, I sheared the uh, head of the five iron and the six iron off the club while hitting balls. So I'm either the most powerful golfer ever known, <laughs> the worst golfer ever known, or I got a bad batch of steel. I think it was, I think it's a bad batch of steel. I agree. All right. 
Okay. Um, this is from Anonymous. Dear Matt and Dory, I'm a longtime listener and I have almost five-year-old IVF twins. I'm a teacher in New York City and it has been an extremely tough, long year. My coworker, also a second grade teacher, recently told me she's starting the process of freezing her eggs. She's single and still hoping to meet someone. But since she's 30... 30- <laughs> really thought you were going to say, still hoping to mingle. Yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, it was a funny sentence. She kind of is. Yeah, I guess so. But since she's 38, she figures freezing her eggs is best. She's feeling overwhelmed by it all right now and alone, even though she does have support from her family and her sister. I really want to do something nice for her, especially because it has been a super stressful year of teaching. And she's such an amazing teacher. She's also an amazing coworker. Not sure what to do. Anonymous, just in case someone connects the dots and figures out who my coworker is. I just had my first hot dog of the year on Friday and immediately thought of you guys. Oh, well, congrats on the first hot dog. Big, Wait, big day. Fenway will be at full capacity if when we go to the East Coast. Yeah. I could have a Fenway Frank and bring my hot dog count up to one. You haven't had any hot dogs? I don't think so. Not this year. Really? Not this calendar year. Perhaps I did. And I don't remember. Because I feel like you went through a big hot dog phase where you were like boiling hot dogs all the time. Yeah, I like that we're both saying hot dogs. Hot dogs. Hot dogs? It's a very New England hot way dogs. to say hot dog. I think I got that from you. Hot dogs. I think I got it from you. Look, I say hot dogs and I say popcorn. You say popcorn. I do not say popcorn. I disagree. You just said it twice. I was saying popcorn uh-huh. to say that I don't say it like that. Oh, how do you say it? Popcorn. Hmm. It's popcorn. Okay. <laughs> um. All right. Well, okay. So I had a thought. Yes. I would get her gift certificate for a massage. Ooh la la. Yeah. She won't be able to do it like right after the retrieval because she'll probably be bloated. But after like a couple weeks, she'll be good to go. And that will be like a really nice thing to treat herself with. Dory finally took a break last week and got a massage and then napped during the massage. It's true. I fell asleep. I was like, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was like how I would always do uh, acupuncture. Oh, yeah. I sometimes fell asleep in acupuncture, too. Oh, always did. Loved sleeping <coughs> during acupuncture. All right. Do you want to read this next email? Sure. This is uh, Katie. Greetings, greetings, Matt and Dory. Best wishes on your latest transfer. Fingers are crossed for you. Thank you. We're transferring our last embryo in a few weeks, and I was surprised to learn this cycle. Uh, I'll have to do a daily intermuscular progesterone in oil. PIO shots. My last cycle retriever was a fresh transfer, so the new drug protocol will be different. However, I didn't anticipate these big time shots. If the success- transfer is successful, I'll continue the progesterone shots daily through week 11. Oh my god. Uh, last time, the only IM shot. What? The only last intermuscular. Time? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Not up on the boards, you know? I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't so bad. Uh, sorry, I had to do it as a trigger, and that wasn't so bad. I was dreading having to do it every day for so long on top of the progesterone suppository. I feel like I'm being a baby about this. But has anyone else ever had to do these? When I asked my doctor why I had to do them, this time and on the last cycle, he said it was because it was a transfer cycle, not a retrieval. Sure, makes sense. Anyone else out there have to do this any tips for administering them 
feel like I'm be. Oh, wait, sorry. On an unrelated note, I was delighted to hear Matt's description of the aftermath of Hurricane Bob several <laughs> episodes ago. I'd just been talking about that storm the morning before listening to the podcast and laugh out loud when Matt brought it up. So random. Hurricane Bob. That was a good one. Hmm. That was a good East Coast swing. Sure. Do you remember it? You was must. That, was that 89? Hurricane Bob, I feel like, was. Yeah, between 89 and 91. Somewhere in that range. This is Katie from Anchorage, Alaska. 1,900 square feet. Two 91. Adults. Wow. Nailed it. Uh, one and a half year old science baby, cranky old cat, Costco hot dogs gobbled down three in 2021 in the parking lot. Uh, Katie from Vancouver and all others who can't make it out without a dog in hand. I see you. <laughs> um, I had to do PIO shots for my first transfer. You did. I remember those. They sucked. The first one, you broke the needle. Not the first one, but you broke the needle on one of them. Yeah, I broke the needle when you were in Las Vegas. That was, and that may I, I left immediately. Yeah, I and found PIO shots very traumatic. I hated them. I feel like I remember Kristen Davis getting them in, in Sex and the City. Her character. Did you I sure be she a- wasn't just getting the regular shots? The, the stomach shots? No. She was getting butt shots? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, Things I remember about Sex in the City. You know, this has come up a lot in the Facebook group. I would go to the Facebook group and search PIO shots and see what you can find in there. There's a lot of advice about, like, massaging the, um, the area. Like, after you do the shot, massaging it. Um, various, like tips and tricks i bet theragun would probably work out pretty well for that oh yeah yeah um i am doing progesterone suppositories this time yeah as is she no she's not on top of the suppository it didn't say in addition am i crazy oh yeah that's right no you're right whoa on top of a progesterone suppository yes yeah matt paid more attention to dory for once wow that's a lot of progesterone it is so much um I feel like whenever anyone got busted uh for PEDs in baseball in the early aughts it was always f- uh, f- fertility drugs they had actually dentally taken Really? <laughs> yes. that, that was yeah. what they said yeah. as an excuse? Yeah. Hmm. How do you accidentally ingest inject yourself with progesterone and oil? I don't know. Huh. All right. Um well, yeah, it's been a while since I did these. So I'm going to defer to our other listeners who might have some advice for you. And again, I would check the Facebook group because this has come up many times. Somewhat related is the next email. Yes. I, I put together this episode. Somewhat related is the next email. <laughs> this is from Jess. Hey, Dory, Matt, Henry, and Bo. Dory, can you talk about your FET protocol? I think you said you were doing a natural cycle. What meds, if any, did you have to take before? What meds are you taking post-transfer? Also, did you make any special diet transfer diet changes for transfers besides the obvious no alcohol? We're going to be doing a fifth transfer soon, and our RE wants to do a trigger shot so that I produce more of my own progesterone. I don't really know what that means for me because I don't cycle on my own. Perhaps we're going to do some stims. If any eggheads out there are familiar with this, I'd love to hear their experiences. Thanks for the pod. Fingers crossed for your transfer. Jess in 2,000 square feet with a husband, 18-month-old, 
and golden retriever. My husband has had at least 25 cheese dogs grilled, cut up, and put in mac and cheese this year. Those count. Oh, okay. They the, do. The, the hot dog... Wrapped in a pretzel? The hot dog arbiter has ruled <laughs> that those are hot dogs. Those count. Those count, everyone. Thank you. Um... I, I I didn't do like a strictly natural cycle. I think a totally natural cycle would be no drugs, but I did um, estrogen patches and progesterone. Um, and then I did five days of doxycycline, which is an antibiotic, and five days of Medrol, which is a, what did we decide that that was? A cool thing. <sighs> Uh, oh, Medrol is your. It's a booster. It's a um. It's a methylprednisolone. It's prednisone, like it has prednisone in it. Okay. Okay. Um. It it treats inflammation. Remember that was the thing that I'd forgotten to take in the morning the first day, and yes. then I took it before bed, and I was like, I know I'm gonna have trouble sleeping if I take this before bed because it's a stimulant. Yeah. And I. Did have trouble sleeping that night. Oh, I thought you opted not to take it because no, I, you were going to have trouble sleeping. I, I, I almost did, and then I was like, "No, I should just take this." So I well, took it. if I knew you had that, I would have taken some of it for my hands. Well, Which I didn't treats have inflammation. I didn't have extra. You got extra? No, give it up. Give it up. Wow, guy who guy who asked people for their prescription yeah, drugs. Geez. What do you got? I just read a whole book about the, the opioid crisis. I'm not giving you any of my prescription drugs. How dare you? I need your progesterone because <laughs> I want to hit dingers. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I did the estrogen patches and then the progesterone started. I did. I, oh gosh. I don't remember the exact days of everything, but I didn't start the progesterone right away. Um, it was probably, I don't know, four or five days into the cycle or something. Um, maybe a week. I don't remember. And then I will, I've, I've continued the estrogen patches and the progesterone. If I get a positive pregnancy test, I think I continue the estrogen patches for like one more week. And then I think I continue the progesterone. Yeah. Like through like week 10 or 11. So... I guess we shall see how much longer. It's a lot to keep up with. It is not, somehow it is less pills than my parents take. Did you see my mother or father's pill box? No. <laughs> Dory's is very, it's like a color-coded thing. And they you know, you little drawers that slot in, you know. She hasn't really pulled that out since the last IVF cycle, but... You know, because there's so many. Well, after I had the Medrol mishap, I was like, I'm going to need to use my pill. Thing. After you forgot to give the roof the medication, and then it was going to cave in. Yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> night. Classic night terror. Fourteen. Yeah. Uh, but my parents, it was like a, it was a, like a, how do I even describe it? A tackle box. <laughs> wow. That <laughs> was fascinating. I mean, a lot of it was like vitamins and fish oil and stuff like that, but it was just like that's so many things. Yeah. Um, now, I think would be a great time to take a quick break. All right, let's do it. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. All right. Okay. We're back. We are. And we have a text from an anonymous listener. I love anonymous texts. I was in the midst of a transfer protocol using Lupron to treat endometriosis, and I had also added in estrogen patches a couple of weeks later. I'd upped the number of patches from one to two in the morning, and by nighttime, I'd broken out with head-to-toe hives. Unfortunately, my transfer was canceled, but I'm curious if this has happened to anyone else, the head-to-toe hives, not the transfer being canceled. Both Google and the doctors say that any estrogen patch allergic reactions would be surrounding the area, but I can't think of any changes with any products I've used, nor things I've eaten. I can't help to think that it's from the addition of the estrogen patch because that area in particular is so red. Hoping for a signal. Thank you. Hmm. Wow. All right. That sounds uncomfortable. Two patches. And so, then hives. You know, it's interesting. I there were there were a few hmm. days where I had to wear two patches, but for the most part, I've I've had to wear one at a time, and I change them every two days. Mm-hmm. Having two putting two patches on every day is a that's a lot of estrogen. Yeah. So maybe you did have a reaction to it. I don't know, but I'm curious. Mm-hmm. If, yeah, I am very curious if anyone else has experienced this. Contrary to popular belief, we are not yet doctors. Yet. No, not yet. Could could still do it. We don't know. I mean, I do talk about how I'm a late bloomer. I mean, look, if, if Phil can win the PGA championship at 50, then I've got time to become a PGA tour pro. Look out, everybody. I can't wait. <laughs> All right. We'll be the only guy out there shooting 112. Do you want to read this next email? Sure. Uh, from Walker. Hi, Matt and Dory. I'm an IVFer and binging your podcast last summer during my first retrieval really saved me. Uh, made me feel like I was not alone and empowered me to keep going through all the disappointments that come with IVF. I've since joined the Facebook group and, uh, continued to listen through two failed transfers, two more retrievals and the start of my next transfer cycle, which will hopefully be in two weeks. I say hopefully because my transfer cycle was canceled because of a million things that could go wrong. I got a kidney stone one week before the transfer date. Incredibly random and painful. Uh, I'm actually emailing because I wanted to ask about moving to L.A. My husband and I have lived in Brooklyn for the past 10 years. But we visited a cousin in L.A. about two years ago and fell in love. What? How? (laughs) Uh, I think we both think moving across the country is a pipe dream as we have a robust community of friends, family, professional contacts here in in New York. But I think life is too short and I would love to hear what the move was like for you and how it felt at the time and how it feels now and any advice you have for possible New York to LA movers. Stay. Uh, Thank you for keeping me company and making me laugh during one of the toughest times of my life so far. That's Walker, 950 square feet in Brooklyn. No hot dogs since 2015. Whoa. They both became pescatarians. Oh. So unless there's a salmon dog out there that counts it, which there isn't. 
Um, I mean, Dory, let's see. You moved from Brooklyn. When I was 35. This is, uh, you're the perfect person to answer this question. Um, you know, I also had a robust community of friends, family, and professional contacts. I would say uh, very robust. Yeah. Um, so, you know, definitely thinking about giving that up was tough, but I also kind of felt like if I don't do it now, I'm not going to do it. And I, and I wanted to experience something else. That's true. You know, I lived on the East coast my whole life in the Northeast and just, I felt like I needed a, a new perspective on things. And I also really liked LA. I was sick of, I was so sick of winter. I had never been here. Yeah, that's crazy to me. I never had been here. I had never uh, been to California. I moved. I was 20. How old was I? Three. February 2007. Yeah, I was 23. Uh, Yeah, so, I mean, it was, uh, it is quite a change took me three years to really not get like think of before i started to think of home as los angeles mm-hmm. it took three full years and i was going back to boston for two weeks every three months i probably went once a quarter oh, for wow. two weeks. yeah okay um so i would say you know i've i've now been here for a long time not as long as Matt, but quite some time. And I've seen people kind of come and go. I've seen people move from New York and move back. I've seen people move from New York and stay. Like, mm-hmm. and I think that the people who move back to New York, it seems to me that like the common denominator is they they didn't feel like their work in New York was done. You know what I mean? Like they 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 hadn't like, I felt like I was like, done with new york like i was so i felt so beaten down by new york by the time i left well i think you had also like done you'd done the new york thing you'd done it yeah you sort of were like all right then you got a good job and a different you know media company and then you're like well i can also keep this good job and go to better weather right so you know i would i would just like ask yourself you know what are the things that you're going to miss the most about new york because like the other thing that i think trips people up who move here from New York is like LA is not New York and there's no neighborhood in LA that is like New York. There's neighborhoods where people from New York move to. Yes. But there's no like Correct. there's no neighborhood that will feel like any part of New York really. Like there's just not as many like uh, people on the street. I would say that uh little Tokyo feels like the little Tokyo in in New York a little bit. Just, it's like I mean I'm just saying like it's the tiniest nook of okay but like she's probably not going to live in Little Tokyo right so you know there's certain things that you that I had gotten used to in New York that did feel weird when I moved to LA like people don't walk as much here it's just it's just not like a walking city I feel like that is changing a little bit um, like people are on <laughs> their you. scooters I think you feel like that because the pandemic has sort of caused people to in uh, their desire to not be in their house all the time. Maybe. And we also live in a very walkable neighborhood. Yeah. Like there are things we can actually walk to. I mean, there's tons of neighborhoods in LA that have no sidewalks. 
Yeah. You know, and yeah. that are super hilly and like, yeah. so, you know, there's that and that, and you know, if you do move here, I would think about like where you want to live. I think some people move to the hills because it feels very like romantically LA and it's beautiful up there, but it can also feel very isolating. Yeah, you're kind of stuck up you're there. You're really stuck. You have to drive everywhere. And then to get any like to get out of your neighborhood will take you ten to twelve minutes. Yeah, because there's like and then one you're road out of in. your neighborhood. There's one road in and one road out. And which then have to go. Also scares me, you know, in case of emergency. Like I, I could never live in the hills because I would just be like freaked out all the time. Um so I don't know. I'm I feel like I'm just rambling, but I would come here if you can. I would try coming here for like a couple weeks, you know, maybe when you can still, if if you're working remotely, if you can still work remotely, maybe work remotely from here for a few weeks and like check out a neighborhood, see how you like it. Like just kind of test the waters, Mm. you know? Yes. Ultimately, Dory Shafrir, the lady, do you think that our family will be in LA forever? I really think it depends on what happens with your job. Hmm. Interesting. I think your job is the like the wild card or the not the wild card. Your your job is the um the big factor because I can do my job from anywhere. Right. And you can't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Interesting. I think it's like it just kind of depends like what you what you do like if you stay in television I feel like it would be hard for us to leave LA. Yeah, I I agree and I'm I'm I do sort of begrudge the industry that I'm like I'm like annoyed that <laughs> that's the case and I don't know if I let's pretend that I didn't have to do it here. I don't know. Where would we go? I think we'd go to Connecticut or something. Yeah, I feel like we would end up in like a New York suburb. Yep. All right, good talk. We figured that out. <laughs> I mean, we kind of so, we kind of talked move. we had kind of talked about that in the beginning of the pandemic. Well, I mean, also, yeah, it felt very isolating out here. Super isolating. It's it still feels isolating. Oh, it's, yes, of course it does. Especially with kids, you know. Of course it's it just does. Just like Oh, that's the other thing I would say, Walker. It's hard to make friends here. Yeah. Yeah, if you're not moving out here in your 20s, your early 20s, and yeah. working in a place with a bunch of people who are also yes. in their early 20s, it, it's, it's incredibly hard to meet people. difficult. I think it's a little easier if you have kids because then you have like a place you can like go to the playground and like meet mm-hmm. other parents. But if I, I think it is difficult if you are a childless couple who work from home who don't know people in LA. That is that is a very tough nut, nut to, crack. to crack. Yes. So if that is your situation, I would I would think very hard about whether you like actually want to move here. Yeah. Because people don't socialize in the same way that they do in New York. Correct. It is not like a go get drink place. It is not a go yes. uh, First of all, half the people here are sober. And <laughs> Yes, people here have been at re- been rehabilitated, have been in rehab and Yeah. It, it, you know, it it and people work like pe- anyone in the industry is either like working around the clock or they're totally off. 
Yeah. It's just like a different rhythm. Yeah. I mean, I'm either gone 14 hours a day or have nowhere to go. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, and like, I will, you know, I've been, I play golf. I've, you know, cause I'm on hiatus from Goldberg. So, you know, my a couple of people who are also on hiatus from the Goldbergs, we have decided that we will play golf on Thursday. And we started like, cause they have kids. I have kid. We do like eight, 48, whatever, nine o'clock in the morning on a Thursday. The course is full of people. Right. And it's just like, what are you, how? Yeah. What are you all doing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're not all in television. Right. I mean, that was always the thing, like, when, because I do have a flexible schedule. Yeah. And, like, pre pandemic, you know, if I went to, like, a yoga class and it would be, like, packed, or I'd go to the gym in the middle of the day and it would be packed. Yeah. And it was like, coffee shops always packed yeah. you know it's like it's just a different lifestyle out here yeah i suppose new york is yeah i guess new york is actually less like that in the sense of like the places that should not be slammed in the middle of the week are not slammed in the middle of the week uh, middle of the you know the the like not around lunch you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like the places that at three o'clock in the afternoon you can go so into a restaurant or a coffee shop and it will be empty. Yeah, for it'll, the most it'll part. It'll fill up at 4.35 o'clock. Yeah. But. And, you know, in New York, and you alluded to this, but like there is a big culture of like going out for drinks after work. Yes. Because like everyone takes the subway or a cab home. Yeah. You know, people really aren't drives. driving. That's how people socialize. And that's just like not the case here. So. I don't even know how people socialize out here. They socialize like in their houses like they invite people over for dinner you know I've what i mean i've been here for a long time how long have i been here 14 years yeah jesus i said five i said i was gonna go boot for five years ay, ay, ay. five more years and i'm out nice 19 year run oh boy um all right well wow we we talked about that for a while. Well, you got us on to the greatest thing people in LA love to talk about, which is New York. Yep. <laughs> um, we were at a restaurant for my birthday and the table next to us I was talking Alfresco. about was talking about New York and I remarked to Matt that there's nothing more than people nothing more that people in LA like than to demonstrate how well they know New York mm. to each other. Yes. It's very weird. <laughs> It's weird, but it's true. Yeah. Um, all right. This next email is from Lauren. Hi, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. Matt, joking for people to write in if they've ever had anyone explode made me decide <laughs> to revisit an old segment of the podcast, the Mary Mariko Aoki phenomenon, Japanese expression referring to an urge to defecate that is suddenly felt after entering bookstores. Remember that? Yes, I, of course I do. Unfortunately, I can confirm that this phenomenon is present in toddlers. The past three times I've taken my daughter to the library to pick out new books, she's had the biggest poop on the <laughs> East Coast within two minutes of arriving. But was it the biggest poop in North America? That's right. That's what Henry usually has. <laughs> I guess it's good to know that the library is more effective than prunes if she's ever constipated. Best wishes for a positive outcome from your recent transfer. Dory, I pre-ordered your book and can't wait for the live podcast on June 14th and to read the book. Lauren from Bill Ricca, Massachusetts. That is, a, that, is a, that is the greater Lowell area right there. There you go. Bricka. 2,500 square feet, one husband, 20-month-old science baby, one dog, and zero hot dogs. Um, 
Henry was having that with Rye. Yeah, like the f- first three weeks, every like without fail, he was pooping at Rye. And like changing him there was like annoying because the changing table was like in the room. So you're like changing a poop like. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just like, oh, God, sorry, guys. But I think I think the rye changing him at rye, I think, has made him more easier to change. here. Yeah, there's something going on with with the changing the diaper changing at rye because he he hasn't pooped in the last few a couple weeks, but he will like ask me to change his diaper and then I'll go over to the changing table with him and then he'll run away. Do you think it's like, I watch what I can get this giant person to do? I kind of. And I think it's a like, hey, you need to like pay attention to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, all he has to do is make that face and I start laughing hysterically. You obviously can't see the he face. He makes a but... face where he closes his eye, like squints <laughs> his eyes. I don't even know if he can see anything. And he puckers his lips. It's a face that he makes when Dory is putting um, scar cream, scar cream on, on his, his forehead. on his forehead, uh, and it's so funny to me because like he just started making it without he he ma- I I was putting Henry to bed alone. Yeah, Dory Dory had uh, was going out for dinner, and I was putting Henry Alfresco. Alfred everyone Alfresco. Um, and I was putting Henry to bed and he made the face and I started laughing hysterically at it. So he just kept making it and he, and he thought it was very funny that I was laughing so hard. But then I realized today that he was making the face because I forgot to put that cream on his head. <laughs> so funny. Anyway. And then I did it. I asked him today. I was like, can you do the face that makes me laugh really hard? And he did it. And I thought it was very funny. He knows. All right. Um, this is from Laura Craycraft who writes, this may be the most important update I've given. Joe and I were grocery shopping and he reached for a pack of hot dogs and put them in our cart. I asked him if his stomach could handle those and he said they were a treat for the dogs. So in 2021, four hot dogs have been consumed by two chihuahuas, a cattle dog, and a Jack Russell Terrier. Well, look, I think that giving your dog some hot dogs is, is, is you're, you're a kind owner. Yeah. All right. One Bo, last... Bo gets leftover tortellini from Henry. He does, yes. Well, Bo gets anything leftover from Henry. Um, all right. Do you want to read this last email from Lacey? Sure. This is from Lacey. Uh, I've never thought I'd be able to contribute to the hot dog Porsche dialogue because I'm a longtime vegetarian, but I've got a fun fact for you. I work as an editor, and this came across my desk. Every second between Memorial Day and Labor Day, 818 hot dogs are consumed in the United States, adding up to 7 billion total. Wow. 1,600 square feet in Orlando, Florida. Thank you, Lacey. That's a great fact. I'm proud of America. I mean, at least 100 of those are probably excellent adventure listeners. Yes, but now I feel like there's some quiet listeners out there who aren't being honest about their hot dog consumption. (sighs) All right. Well, this brings us to the end of the show here. Reminder, you can still support us on Patreon. Get up to two bonus episodes per month at patreon.com slash excellentadventure. We will be recording episodes this week, I believe. Yeah. And a huge thanks to our Patreon supporters. We are very, very grateful for you. Thank you all very, very much. If you support us at the $5 level or above, you get your name read on the podcast each month in addition to the episodes. Mm -hmm. You also get the back catalog. So many episodes. I wonder if Julia Schulenberg is caught up yet. (laughs) 
We'll find out. We will. All right. Thank you to the following eggheads. Caitlin Donahue. Karen Perelman. Katie Allen. Carrie L. Kristen Anderson. Christine Kelly. Laura Bennett. Laura Madge. Lauren Schultz. Lynn Nugent. Madeline McCarthy. Mara Fass. Maria Bishop. Marina Breed. Mary Messick. Mary Myra. Hi, Mom. Megan Madaris. Melanie Bronbeck. Nancy Olson. Nicola Hill. Nicholas Gidmore. Nicole Mustafa. Narantha Belagopal. Rachel Kuzma. Rob Bean. Samantha. Shauna Mandel. Sir Reginald Pennybottom. Susanna Perez. The Byersies. And Wendy Fick. Thank you all so very much. Thank you. I believe my helicopter is arriving. Oh. To take me to the PGA tour. Okay. That's how I would land. I'd land in a helicopter. I'd be the it'd be I'd be it'd be a rock rock and roll show every time I came. And then I would shank it and into the uh, into the crowd, into the gallery, and uh probably um, in Germany. Okay. Okay. On that note. Thanks everyone. Bye. Bye.